The following content will definitely tell you a story if you're too scared when it rains. Start the show. Sometimes you need that. You're never too old to be scared to be scared of thunder, man. No, no. I'm not, but no. like, you're what, never too what old kind for of that. Story? Do you get if I let? Because if I tell you a story, no, no. Because if I let my old man ask me, tell me a story, it could be a story about how he broke a rat's knuckle or something like that, <laughs> trying to get food on a cold winter day. So I need context on what kind of story. <laughs> Fucking serious? No, no. And this, I'm laughing because this is on brand for his dad, and what? y'all don't know. <laughs> don't, don't say shit, oh, old man. Shit. Go to your room. I'll be all right. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week of foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. I am your great value, Mister Feeney. <laughs> He's been practicing. I've been practicing. He has. I, I, I definitely. He was definitely sitting here earlier practicing that gravitas and shit. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to stick the landing, man. It's stuck. Thank you. I'm gonna give it a seven point nine. I'll take that. Could Wait, have been no, a two. That's not what the number I meant. I meant a number higher than seven point nine, but not quite a nine. I would say that's the East German score. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I, I'll I, take a seven point I took nine. a plane from uh, the past in East Germany. My name is Franz, <laughs> also known as the Flow One. Okay, okay, thank you, thank you. Uh, it is episode two forty three. Two forty three. A lot. My goodness, how's everybody doing, man? How's your uh, how's your mental health? One to ten. Um, I'm gonna say like seven point nine. Oh wait, hold on, sorry. Sure. <laughs> Still got to translate from East German. I'm like around an 8.5 today. All right. Okay. I like that. Um, My shit has fluctuated just today. <laughs> today. Um, we'll wait 30 seconds before you you answer. Yeah. You find like what you got. I'm an educator. <laughs> and I don't have to go to work tomorrow. Oh, okay. So it's up and it's stuck. So I, I'm I'm literally on the highest cloud above nine right now. Like I'm 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 excited about that. That's air horns. I, all, I, you, all you other educators out there, just hold on, and remember that tomorrow you can cut that alarm the fuck off. Um, and go back to sleep. I was a little uh, I was a little pissed trying to get out of the house today. Um, a lot happened to get me here. And I, but in retrospect, I have sat here and thought about it. So before, before I probably would have said it was like a, like a five or a six, but, um, I, but having thought about it while sitting here, uh, congregating and, um, talking about good shit amongst friends, um, I can see that I made a wise decision last night. And today, a thing happened 
where I was pissed about it in the moment, but in retrospect, it reinforced why the decision I made beforehand was wise. And I would be pissed making that decision today when the bullshit happened. So I I can so I can say probably an eight. I I'm I'm there. And I'm about yeah. I'm about an eight. Um because things could definitely be going worse and I could have not been in a position uh to make that wise decision. Um so I can give myself a little credit there. Um Yeah, man. Um shout out to the new listeners. What the fuck? Are y'all doing here? What are y'all trying to prove? What are you trying to prove? Like, it, it, is it, it, are you, are you trying to prove it to yourself? Cause look, you're good with me. I mean, thank you for being here, but you just trying to, if you just trying to hang in there and stick it out and show somebody you could, man, you got to prove nobody, nothing to nobody but yourself. But I am glad you're here. So shout out to the new listeners. Um, shout to the old listeners, shout to the first times, the last times, the long times, shout to everybody on SoundCloud, Google, iHeart, Spotify, anywhere quality content is disseminated. We welcome you. Uh, shout out to all my niggas on Patreon. We like the Patreons. We like the Patreons. We like the discord crew. Uh, happy to have you niggas among us. Um, uh, I thought I had a special shout out. I don't. Titties. Um, guys, anybody you want to get flowers to? Man, uh, moms, dads, and anyone fighting cancer, hug them. Tell them you love them. Tomorrow's not promised. Amen. Say that shit. Um, fluent. Anything? Oh no, not for today. Okay. Um, going to give flowers too, and I want to make sure I get this individual's name right. Scroll, please. Scroll pretty, please. Man, what about them scrolls? They were better portrayed in the Marvels than Secret Invasion. Uh, <laughs> I think everything could be better portrayed oh, you outside watch, of Secret Invasion. Oh, are you, oh, you watch the Marvels? I, I found it to be a, a wonderfully mid-movie. I, I think that's what all movies are supposed to be. I think that the end games and the Barbie movies and the Oppenheimers have ruined our expectations and shit. And I, I think that people are just forgetting it, that it, a movie is really just supposed to be satisfactory. And, and enjoying. Movie, yeah. Entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like, supposed to entertain you. That's I, it. I, I never quite understood the notion of mid. Being bad. Being I, bad. I don't it's understand. A, it's cool. It's, yeah. It's understand. cool. The movie did its job. <laughs> it had its 7.9. That's the that's title of this episode, a 7.9. It had its 7.9 landing. <laughs> like, it did what it was supposed to do. <laughs> The fuck? <laughs> they really taking they you know I I've, I've let them get very comfortable. They are taking liberties, telling it, saying what the name of the episode is going to be. Uh, uh, so wait, I so let wait. them get very comfortable. No, that's not a bad thing. I'm I'm just saying. Great value, Drake can name one or two. I can't suggest you know. <laughs> when, when has he ever named one? What? Fifty two of them? Are you serious? Are you serious? See, this is why we need engagement. Can someone Flowers. please? Go flowers. back and let us know. <laughs> flowers go to Miss Elaine, Miss Elaine Brown, who was actually at the, who was a former chair, but was actually the first um, 
the first woman chair of the Black Panther Party. Okay. Um, salute to her. Um, she is currently um, on a mission to create affordable housing in West Oakland. Okay. Um, this is according to becauseofthemwecan.com. Brown, the former chair of the Black Panther Party, is now leading an $80 million affordable housing project in West Oakland. Uh, she is the creator of the project, an activist, writer, and also a singer. In 1974, she became the only woman to ever lead the Black Panther Party. Now, at age 80, she is focused on providing jobs and low-cost housing to those in need. Don't misunderstand me, she told The Guardian, sitting in the, in the office of the multi-million dollar project. I'm the same person I was in the Black Panther Party, though maybe more ruthless. I actually, hit that with the air horns. I like that. I just want you to know that means she shot people. <laughs> um, the name of the housing project is the Black Panther. Um, when it opens in May, uh, that name will hang in three-foot-high letters among the main entrance. Brown told the outlet that, um, that what had moved her to build the 32,000-square-foot project in West Oakland was precisely the motivation that propelled her leadership of the Black Panthers in, 19, in the 1970s. My goal then was to, and, and my goal now is to create a model and an idea that will raise consciousness and give people something to fight for. I want us, black people, to have economic power. We live in an environment where we have nothing. Black, black people don't own anything in America. We are still an oppressed people, but we won't recognize it. So normally I would have a problem. I would, I would have a problem with someone saying something like this. Because I, I've, our, our power is not simply in economics, it is in people. But I can, it, just because I'm always shouting down capitalism does not mean that I don't see the use of money. And in this case, this is someone using, using their money to make um, just the environment around them better. Not, and not just better for themselves, better for people who can afford it. Um, I'm always talking down to black bi- on, on the black business people because it seems like the con- some of the conversations had amongst them are always kind of this rarefied air that people who aren't in those positions to better themselves always may not always understand. And that's just not the case. And I, I like it when people are empowering and what's up, man? When people are empowering other people and empowering their community um, and giving them one less thing to worry about so they can go out here and be successful. Um, so so many, many salutes to Elaine Brown. Uh, go ahead and hit her with the air horns. That is raps. I was like, yeah, you can go ahead and tell them. It's fine. Um, uh Going into humans ain't shit. Oh, I, I'm, I'm speeding through everything. Did I did, thoughts? Did I say anything off kilter? Any? No, I said my one, my my, my one comment. Okay, cool, cool. Long time Black Panther. Yeah. More ruthless. She yeah. shot people back in the day. Salute, Queen. Oh shit! <laughs> Work, God. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that. It's it, it. It's like that scene in The Departed where Jack Nicholson's like, you know, you want to be me. A lot of people died for me to be me. Hey man, hey. 
Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, going into humans ain't shit, and I'm not gonna make it a long one. It's the holidays. We know what time of year it is. We know that um, seasonal depression can be real. Mm. Um, seasonal depression is definitely a thing, and seasonal depression affects. Um, and I, I forgot the percentage. I actually looked it up, but a significant amount of people in America um, during this time. So I just want to extend an invitation to anyone either going through it or knowing someone going through it, or even if you don't know anybody going through it, because we don't know what anybody's really going through, to just have a little bit of grace and understanding um, in your day-to-day goings, because that could make all the difference for somebody you've never met um, who could make the difference for someone else. And for you people that went to Everett College, Stop being an asshole. Go outside, wave at somebody, and smile, and be okay with that shit. It's all right. We all sad. Everybody's broke. Nobody's in love. It's all right. All right. What we don't need is you coming outside acting like a sweaty bag of baby carrots because you can't be honest about that shit. And lastly, if you really need someone to talk to, call somebody. Get some fucking help. Please do. All right. Please do. Please. Talk to somebody. You are loved. That's why you keep waking up, because you don't know that you are loved yet. Wait, did you watch Bodies? No. No. Okay, so series bingeable on Netflix. It's basically like Inception meets uh, the the other Christopher Nolan one about time travel. Okay, and it's not the other? No, 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 not that one. Memento? No, the one with uh, uh, Washington Jr. Tenet. Tenet. Tenet, yeah. Oh, oh that's so, a weird mix. Tenet and Inception that's a lot. put together. That's a lot. Yeah, but You Are Loved, yeah, that's a big thing. That's just like the theme. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Um, Brain still has diarrhea behind that concept, but. <laughs> but I just, you know, and and I have trouble with it sometimes, too. Really being 100% open about some of the things that trouble me these days. But I also see the bravery in people, people in my life, and the things they open up about. Somebody very near and dear to me opened up about some things that she was going through that... I would have never guessed. I mean, th- she's been holding on to a lot of things all year that nobody knew she was going through. Her her mother didn't know she was going through. Her best friends didn't know she was going through. And even though of course her family has definitely stepped in and take and taken steps to make things a little better for her now. Um and I don't get me wrong, her people and probably me a little bit got in her ass, a, uh, wanted to get in her ass a little bit about holding on to something that big by yourself. But I, to own up to it and to, conf- was confronting some things that she had not been open about that maybe sometimes she's not open, that she's not built to be open about or ever had to be open about was very brave on her part. 
and I know that uh, the strong, uh, I know that not all, that black women don't really like the strong shit and all that, but it took a lot of care. But for her to own up to what she owned up to, it took a lot of bravery and a lot of character um, that, I'll be honest, I didn't think was really in her wheelhouse. And I'm very proud of her. And that kind of thing inspires me to be more open and honest about my pain. Um, so one hit her with the air horns and two, please open up. I, I mean, you, I, and everybody's every, I know everybody's not the open up type. Everybody's not equipped with the same level of emotional intelligence and that these things take work over time, but I promise you it's worth it. It's worth it, and if your support system is even a fraction of what her support system is, if your support system is even a fraction of what mine is, I promise you it's going to be worth it in the long run and that there are going to be people that want you here with us and don't want you harming yourself, whether that be psychologically or whether that be, you know, physically, um, there are there are going to be people that want you here, and if you really think if you really think you have nobody, there are avenues, and I mean I, there are resources out there for you. I promise, we want you here. I promise we do. Um, I've seen somebody give into it, and um, that's no longer with us, and it's not pretty, and you don't want to leave your family like that. I promise you, they won't want to see you in whatever you're going through. I promise. Um, so yeah, talk to somebody, man. Um, huh. got a little emotional. Um, song of the week. Let me get the energy up a little bit. Uh, this is uh, fluent. What's your emotional support item? Emotional support item. Yeah. Probably the notes app. Okay. Oh. So you write the hard feelings out? I try to capture that. Okay. Um, because, like, I mean, <sighs> emotions are chemically triggered, right? So you have some type of input, and then your brain is responding to that. And sometimes you might have different emotions based off of you, even if you've eaten or not, right? Okay. Um, or what stress levels you have. Mm. Uh, what are the things that are driving you when you have a certain feeling? So sometimes what I like to do is just be able to mark down a date and say, hey, this is exactly how I was feeling. Get out whatever those feelings are, but then also give some of that context. And so when I'm in a different space, or even if I'm still in the same like mental headspace, but it's been a different amount of time, I can look back and try to see what is the other context that went into why I was feeling the way that I was feeling. And then that helps me break down trying to figure out what triggers are or, you know, what questions were unresolved or what questions do I need to be asking when I'm feeling a particular way? Like, Hmm. what is it about this feeling? What is it that's making me upset or angry or exuberant or whatever? Right. And that way, even for like happy times, like, yo, today was a beautiful last day. I had so much fun. Damn. I should write that down. Why? Why? Because sometimes you get into these modes where you're not going to 
remember why you were happy in the first place. <laughs> That's legit. And it's nice to be able to look back and say, okay, I was happy because this, 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 and that. Ozzy? Uh, my emotional support item? Yeah. Like, do you have an emotional support animal or an item? No, I'm excluding animals because that's an easy out. Okay. Like, you could say the rower. Um, you oh, could say um, this. Well, emotional support item. Ben and Jerry's. I don't know. Pussy. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Damn. No. <laughs> no. Um, no. 7.9 landing. <laughs> um, no, no. Um, emotional support item, uh, I would say, uh, headphones, any kind of headphones, earbuds, cause music. Okay. Music is definitely, I would consider an emotional support item. I have a question for you since you like music so much. Do you yeah. do you like just listening to music or do you have you ever like delved into like the the hi-fi audio file-esque of like trying to extract the super quality out of music? Oh, am I like one of those one of those audio files that's like, "Oh, I need the I need the the MP3 lossless format of I mean, but have you tried? No. That, you don't strike me as the snob type. No. But I just meant like I mean I want my shit to sound good and for me that's more in the kind of headphones you get uh, as long and even then as long as they're not scratchy that's fine. Okay. But um it, I think the most I I was I'm not snobbish because I when I started out uh even having internet in my house and downloading music it was from wherever it was you know I was I was one of those during the live wire generation when we were all giving our computers AIDS. <laughs> um, so I, I wasn't picky about, Oh, the, the MP3 lossless format or whatever, as long as it was compatible with my MP3 player. Yeah. I was fine. Um, now I'm definitely like with my comic book files and that's another one. Comic books are probably my emotional support item as well. Um, they're definitely an escape. Um, as is my writing. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm definitely now I'm a little bit of a snob about that because just because some of those files, and if you have a whole graphic novel, some of those files get really big. Um, and I don't want to have to find a thing on the browser to condense them down and all that shit. Um, I'm, I'm a little, I'm not snobbish, but I'm aware of it because I have to (laughs) make the, make these files for this podcast uh smaller for Patreon. Interesting. But no, I'm not I'm not a huge audiophile like that. I know there are some people that's that was big that was why title got big. Yeah. Uh title title is um definitely known for their lossless streaming and yeah. um there's a YouTube channel I like to to tap into every now and then. He's like, let's grab him up uh, some morning coffee and yeah, he just goes through a lot of like cheap audio file type stuff. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't always have to spend the the big thousands of dollars like for Ferraris kind of shit, but you can Correct. you can get good quality from different components. Um so that's why I was wondering like if you had um, ever like played in listening with some stuff like that. I'm not that far along in even in the little kind of um 
amateur sound engineering I do here. I'm not really I'm not really that far off into it. Randall is a little bit. Um but yeah, so that was an interesting question. Uh song of the week. Wait, what's your emotional support? Oh, what is your emotional support thing? He's uh, gonna say porn. No <laughs> <laughs> The fuck? What? No. No. No, it's not no, I'm not Terry Cruz. <laughs> exactly. No. God. What? No. I, it was a wild guess. It was wow. a wild guess. Kirk Franklin. What? No. I, again, what? I just I just said I don't pay attention <laughs> to porn. <laughs> exactly. That was Guys a lot. Don't know me at all. What I said was a lot, but that was a lot. Jesus. <laughs> what you uh, got? So honestly, I have two things. The uh, first one, the clouds. I, I like the okay. uh, I, I like the flexibility, the malle- the malleability of the shape. Mm-hmm. How they're just kind of like ever evolving in, yeah. in, in little moments. Yeah, I got clouds too. We know. We know. <laughs> we know. Uh, and then the second thing be boobs. I find. I, wait, no. Like, <laughs> I, I find. And, and like, unfortunately, almost to the level of like Jonah Hill and Superbad, but with boobs. Like, I find the shape, thinking about the shape. Fascinating, you know, sizes, I, different I, areolas, size and nipples, texture. Oh, my God. How soft they are, how hard they get. Like, I just, I don't know, whatever. That should be surprising to me, but it's not. Like, I like I rabbit hole, rather than have anxiety or, or, like, be worried about stuff, I'll start thinking about tits and just be like, ah, titties. Thank God for titties. And, and that, that brings you what? Like it must It must, like, release dopamine in my brain or something, because it's like a calm down button. Really? Like, oh, my God. What? Yeah. Yeah. If you ever see, I'll be on the verge of stabbing like, somebody, and yeah. it's just like titties. Like I'll show just, some titties. Yeah, it's like I'll actively start thinking about boobs, and it just like lowers the stress in my brain. Okay, it's ridiculous, but yeah. Um. Okay, that's cool. Porn. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Song of the week. Um. Let's get it. This is Kurt uh, Franklin. Fuck out of here. <laughs> this is Hourglass by Baby Tate featuring James Vickery. Man, it's a cold front coming in. This is pregnancy music. Oh. Uh, pour yourself something, get comfortable. We're going to have a good podcast. Pull it out. And we. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I'm, I'm as lost as you are right now. I don't know what the fuck just happened. And we will be right back with more opinions while black. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs>
Hourglass by Baby Tate featuring James Vickery. Um, if you like what you're hearing, I do have a playlist that I've made on Spotify, um, the Opinions Wild Black Featured Music Playlist. It is is now literally is 13 hours of music. It's 13 hours of music that has been played over the course of like 240-something episodes. Look at you. Get, get, get the titty out of your mouth so you can listen to what we got to say. Sir, just, just just take the titty out of your mouth, please, sir. And you and, and you like double down on it, like <laughs> <laughs> you stood on business. Like what the what? fuck? I t- look, I know what kind of music you play on this podcast. I know what's happening. They don't. Have, it's, it's okay. I, it's there's all kind it's of music. Okay. There's all kind of music. There's there's anything from Ari Lennox to Radio Galaxy to um. Uh, Radiohead. I appreciate that face. Thank you. Thank <laughs> Radio you. Galaxy is that's Randall's group. That's I, Randall's. I hear, hey, look, I appreciate you telling us what you like. I'm telling the people listening to us what will happen if they listen to that Spotify playlist. Not that is well. Okay. <laughs> to, to be <laughs> that to, to, well, no, because there's all kind of music on there. But if you, if you put it on shuffle, you sure. get you definitely get an experience. Um, sure. Now, having said that, we do have a. A patron who has stood on who has stood on their ground many times and said that um, that playlist definitely got them some pussy. So mm. there's that. Yeah. Can't imagine that. Um, but yeah. So um, uh, uh, opinions while black featured music playlist is available on Spotify. Um, also available on Apple and Tidal, though those are fan generated. Uh, I have no dominion over those. Mine ideally is updated every week. Um, I can't speak for the other ones, but I'm sure they're updated regularly as well. Um, in terms of new music, interesting week. Very interesting week. A lot of lick your feet music out there right now. So, what else happened? Well, two things. Uh, one, Drake dropped Scary Hours three. Uh, There's another Drake watch. This uh, you know this is another Drake watch, baby. Um, uh, Scary Hours three or really he he it was a 
for all the dogs scary hours edition. So when, like I, when I heard it on Spotify, when I looked on Spotify, it said disc one, disc two. I don't know why they do that anymore because no one's buying CDs anymore. Um, so there's really no need to tell me what disc is what. There's collection one and collection two. Well, that's fair. That's fair. I, I'm. I, it literally says disc one, disc two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with. They, we, no one's buying CDs, yeah. so they should move off of the terminology. Catch up with the times. They can say part one, part two. If if they if that's if they're looking for it to be a separate kind of multiple part audio experience, then yeah, there's there's ways to classify that. But yeah, so it's like six. It's like six songs and. I'm not gonna lie to you. We were kind of hard, like me and Randall were kind of hard on the 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 new album, the for all the original for all the dogs. This little scary hours shit he put out, he did that shit. That's what that's what we thought we were going to get originally. He kind of like he gave us what we were looking for. I mean, is it still toxic? Yes, but but that I. I there are certain things you just sign up for when you listen to a Drake album or a Drake project. Um, I, I mean, you you do you do. He, people act like this to- toxicity is brand new. It's not. He been he he been toxic. He just been toxic in a very sensitive way. You know, I you know he he, he can do that singing song shit. It's still toxic. The videos be toxic. <laughs> I I don't even know if I've watched a video outside of the one with him and Rihanna. I mean, if you were gonna watch any of them, that that'd be one to watch. I watched that one many times. I don't know if I've seen I think I watched that one enough to count for not having seen any of his other videos. I don't think I've seen that one. Mm. Y'all didn't watch the one uh, where he where he literally real life went to Miami and. Just started handing out money no. all over Miami to people that got that were that got fucked up in that hurricane. No, oh, they were, oh, y'all missed that that whole year of. Uh, I remember he did it. I just I wasn't gonna watch what was that. that. What was that shit? That's God's plan. plan. Yeah, where he just where that everybody song that was, was just, overplayed. Yeah, yeah. I see. I never have a see. I never have a problem with that because well, again, I don't listen to top forty like that. I don't listen to the radio. I haven't owned the radio in like fifteen years. Um, so nothing's ever overplayed to me unless I overplayed it. Yeah, no, it's just being out. Yeah, it was it was out, and I know it was making the rounds. It won a Grammy, maybe. No, um, no, I mean with me being outside. Oh, yeah, because you were, yeah, sure. Yeah. No, okay. I I don't listen to the radio. I just yeah. fair enough. I, I I watch YouTube. I listen to whatever, like, I, and even then I have my headphones. But whatever the Uber driver is, Jamie. Um, I tune that out too. And and even then. Even then, I tell the I tell the Uber driver, you ain't gotta you ain't gotta turn the radio. Oh, you have a preference? No, I got my headphones. You can keep listening to the morning birthday scam or whatever it is y'all y'all listen to. Um, but scary hours was really kind of what we we it was. It was I will say I won't say high effort. I'll say mid to high effort. Um, it was uh, the production. There's I think I think he was rapping over an alchemist joint. Um, the production quality is there. The lyricism was there. 
I, I I would at least put it with it. No, I won't say it's. I won't say. Is it better than his poetry? Yes. Okay. Aw. Yes. I, I I mean I know. Well, no, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna put down any poets. Um, I'm just gonna keep it moving. But um, but yeah. So I think that was the quality that we were looking for originally, and I think it makes up for all for um for all the dogs. He even gave us another joint. He had that nigga had to redeem himself because he gave us another joint with J Cole. He had to redeem himself after J Cole walked all over him on first person shooter. Walked all over him. I mean, this no, no, no. You haven't heard. See, you you haven't heard first person shooter. He bodied him. You know, you, you know them. You know them features where the feature come on and come on and body you, and then you got to come back and give them that 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 third verse that you know really didn't fit on the song originally. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at you, Jay Z. Jay Z had like Jay Z had to send Eminem home. So he could get his, so he could keep getting his shit off. As a matter of fact, Drake honestly had to send Hove home so he could do Pound Cake properly. No, I'll just do Paris Morton music. No, um, that is that is one of the most hilarious bodies I've I've ever seen somebody catch on a record. And J Cole was on par with Hove wasting him on Pound Cake. Jay Cole assassinated him, and he had to, that man. That was great. That was great. We got it in one take, bro. You can, you you man. You don't even have to do no more, bro. <laughs> Y'all gonna give Jermaine his respect. Um, Cole. Not only that, Jermaine. I've talked bad about Jay Cole in the past, Mister Nice Watch. I've I've definitely called Jay Cole uh, unwarrantedly the gluten free version of Kendrick Lamar. Uh, Wh- why? <laughs> I want you to stop that. What? <laughs> I was still on my uh to pimp a butterfly high. Oh my god! Uh, now, don't get me wrong. I I, I re- my personal listening taste. I jam Kendrick more than I jam Cole. But I, I Cole is a rapper's rapper. And he's not getting the respect he deserves. He is a rapper's rapper. Thank you. Been saying it for years. Um, I just I I I don't consume his, like his album experiences are just. I I I prefer Kendrick. I just do. Um, that's more my lane. But I feel like Cole puts an album together the same way Squirrels Gather Nuts, right? It's like, oh, this is a good one. Oh, that one's bigger. Oh, this is a good one. Oh, that one's bigger. Like. I feel like there's a plan. So, so like Chris Brown, except the label actually puts their foot on his neck to make a fucking decision? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a through point, but he just doesn't thread the needle the whole way through. That's fair. Um, that last album was good, though. So Pimp a Butterfly was definitely a threaded needle. <sighs> he threaded that needle. He threaded the shit out of that needle. There are people that are going to hate that are going to hate me for elevating to Pimp a Butterfly so high, but he threaded the needle. Yeah, Bean, Bean always gets on my ass because I just did not really fuck with his other albums. Um, I, I mean, I listened to him. I gave him, but To Pimp a Butterfly was one that I genuinely enjoyed, put on repeat, 
I was gonna say that that's your lane. I wouldn't expect you to be a section eighty guy. <laughs> I wouldn't. I, I I wouldn't expect you to be a section eighty. You you seem like to Pippa Butterfly. I would put you more in the section eighty lane. Maybe damn. I know damn probably very much. I probably resounded with you, Euphonic. Um, uh, he is nodding, so he's kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm running through those tracks. He was like, he was, he was like, I wore that motherfucker out. I know that look. <laughs> But yeah, so good for Drake. Um, redeemed himself until the next time he pulls out, he puts out some bullshit. Uh, so hit him, uh, yeah, baby. Um, Did you get into the meditation music? I was just about to get there. So one Andre Benjamin. This is another thing that I'm sure uh, you found it completely missed out on. Yep. Um, one Andre Benjamin at the beginning of the week announced that he was putting out a new album. Everybody got real hype. It's called New Blue Sun. Something that Andre would definitely name his project. The catch is, is all instrumental. There is no rapping and he is playing the flute. Yes! Hit that with the air horn! Yes! (laughs) Oh my god! He released it on Friday. <laughs> and so I've seen a lot of people loving it. I I enjoy oh, it. I, I enjoy it. Too. A lot of people loving it. I genuinely enjoy it. I, I do. I am here for Andre 3000 getting his raw burgundy on. Like, fuck y'all. I hope he's like stepping on tables in the background. Well, so here's so here's the thing. And this and this created as you could imagine, this kind of created a divide in the people that wa- that have been wanting Andre to come back to music. And so here's the deal. Because he said something that kind of got a few people going uh in a because he announced this basically in a GQ interview. Yeah. Um that he had in a laundromat. Um very on brand. And I don't I don't have the direct quote, but he was essentially saying, look, I did kind of want to do a rap album and I kind of set out to maybe do a rap album, but to and he was like, look, I'm 48. I don't have those same things to rap about now. What am I going to, I'm 48. You want me to rap about my colonoscopy or now I'm losing my eyesight? Or what do you want from me? And a lot of people, and this kind of set a lot of people off because they felt like he was making the implication that he's comfortable. No, that you're that there is such thing as too old to rap, which I don't. I don't. I don't agree that is a thing, and I don't agree that he was saying that. Not at all. He was. He wasn't speaking for all rap. It he was how his his artistic approach to what he would write about, and it's like, all right, well, based off of my life experiences, the way my life has been. I don't have those things to I to rap about. And everybody was like, yeah, but you've been through this and this and you've experienced these things and this wisdom and you don't think you can put any of that in music? And that's not what he's saying. He's saying that as an artist, he doesn't feel, he, he's either at peace with it or not at peace with it in a way that doesn't lend itself to expressing it or venting it through I got rap you. music. I got you, I got you. As a fan of this person's music, I mean, like, like yeah. I literally grew up yeah. on this rap music. I can assure you 
Earl Simmons gave us one album too many. Correct. I appreciate 3000 for knowing that he didn't want to give us one album too many. He would, and, and, and here's even the thing. Here's the other part about it. And, and it goes to this whole thing of, oh, well, you, and, and I understand where the old heads are coming from because the old heads are desperate for somebody to be their kingdom come Superman. And when I say kingdom come Superman, Kingdom Come, not the Jay-Z version, but Kingdom Come is a comic book in which Superman in his old age comes All back powerful. comes back to comes back out of retirement to save the world from imploding based on the young the younger superheroes fucking everything off. And that's the way and the way the old heads view hip hop right now, they're looking for someone to elevate to that level of, of kind of messiah but that's not fair on andre and andre has not andre isn't has the the man andre was when he put out the shit y'all like is not the man not he is today anymore. oh my he god he can't be he's because he's 48 and this whole thing about people growing and evolving with their rap and sure that's valid but you don't want to get he, it but he well not only that i could go there but He's telling. He's not saying that nobody that's forty eight should be doing that. He's saying that he doesn't feel it, that he's not in that space. I remember there was and and y'all don't, and then y'all don't get to make those calls. That story time. <laughs> so, Euphonic may not remember this. Bunch of poets were at Red Cat, and whoever the guy was that owned Red Cat back in the day. Um, it was some live music shit going on and some open mic shit going on and maybe a poet will get up there maybe they won't this is already about to be a petty story just because the owner's involved and the owner and the owner comes over to Euphonic and says oh so you so you do that so you do that poetry thing too huh he goes yeah let me hear something and Euphonic was drunk he was not in that mood he was looking at ass and he was not in that mood at all, but he was very polite about it. It was just, I, 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 I ain't got one in me tonight. And the owner looks at him and goes, "Fucking poets, y'all don't never want to play ball." And our homeboy, who I who I consider to be a mentor to both of us, um, shout out to my man Bishop. He comes over and goes, "Well, that's the thing about what that's the thing about artistic expression." We get we get exploited for our art so much, and this is not just poets. This is this is all kind of artists. We get exploited for our art, and our art sells for so little, so much of the time. That guess what? When we're not when we're not in that space, a poet or an artist gets to decide when 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 and when you are not when and when not you are going to pimp him and. You finally decided you're not gonna pimp him tonight. And guess what? In that same regard, Andre Benjamin don't owe y'all shit. You he decided that he is not in that space right now, and nothing y'all say about him be about him being on these in these GOAT conversations or whatever these meaningless debates y'all be having on online, none of that is going to it, he's not going to let y'all and y'all's opinions. Pimp him into doing something he's not feeling right now. 
That nigga want to play the flute. He didn't do that shit for none of us. He said in the, that he didn't even want to drop it as a big as a big rollout album, but the label pushed him to that. That nigga didn't want to do this shit for none of y'all. That nigga wanted to do it for him, and he did it for him. And he don't give a fuck if none of y'all buy that shit. Well, I, what I really liked was that uh, what I saw in the interview was he was saying that it was like starting over in terms of um, being new mm-hmm. to something and, and realizing how much he had to develop. Yeah. Um, and I'm paraphrasing, not quoting by by any means, but it was just like that interesting perspective of what is it when you're doing something adjacent to what you've already been doing right? and then try, try to explore art in a new way or try to find creativity in, in a new way. I couldn't imagine. I'm keep going. No, no, no. I just. I mean, I was just thinking because we're all, all, all even though we make our jokes, all three of us are creatives and writers yeah. um, in in different variants as well, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, so like, what is it when you started your first comic book? Oz, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, were you doing poetry first, or were you doing non poetry? Short like stories which, first. Short stories first. So yeah. then, like when you started poetry as a form, she was wild, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> so like, I'm bit, just thinking, like, you, what, what's it like to go back to that space to be new to something still yeah. again, and to still want to learn and and push art out? I mean, but that's why I have three really unpopular hot takes in which I have definitely ended relationships when the significant other starts getting to the point of, God forbid, they find out early on that I write or mm. have any kind of creative expression. But once we get to the point where they're, like, demanding that I write for them, that Sarah Barialis song, Love Song, I'll yeah, just start yeah. playing that shit whenever we're together. Just just so you get the pick. I don't... This, what I'm not your puppy. This can, is, you, can you send me that? Because, yeah, that's definitely why I stopped talking to somebody. Oh, like, I, what? I'll mid-conversation. That, that's easily the third most played song in my, I, my <laughs> iTunes library, bro. Like, I... Two, I would, I, well, no, keep going. Two, y'all don't want to hear that shit anyway. Like, y'all don't. As a per, as a creative, I can honestly say the moment I step away from anything that I know rendered garnished a lot of attention for the thing that was important to me, it went from snap, snap, clap, clap to. Mm, but you were just doing the other thing a couple, yep. of, a couple yep. of performances ago. Like, where is that thing? Y'all don't want. Y'all, y'all don't, don't want, want that. that. It's true. It's and, true. Y'all don't want that. And that's why I make the same complaint. Uh, no, what's the third one? And the, the third one is, is fuck off. It, it's not <laughs> you making the thing. Correct. It, that, that man has every, 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 every right opportunity and ability to just be like, mm, and I still don't want to. And if I never pick up the phone and call Big Boy again, fuck y'all for it. Like, leave him alone. Hey, I just want to say. Big Boy definitely shared the drop. Like, the album cover was like, hey, y'all go support that new album. Because he knows. <laughs> Correct. Because he knows. Like, golly. <laughs> yeah. These, and, and, and to me, and I always say, it's, it's, it, for me, it's never about the thing, but it's about how people are responding to the thing. It just goes to show, again, how little artistic integrity trades for. And how little artistic integrity means to people, even when they claim to be fans, even when they claim to to be deeply affected by what you do, 
that your artistic integrity of you're not going to pimp me today. I and that and that story has stuck with me all all my life ever since I heard it. Actually, you know what fans understand what you're saying the most? Mm. Like what fans actually rock with what you're saying the most? Mm. Lauren Hill fans. And I, I don't mean y'all. Because like, they keep going. Because the ones that keep showing up. Because they keep going. Knowing she's going to be three, four, five hours late. Knowing she's not going to sing none of them songs the way you remember it. And y'all keep going and singing with her. Like, shout out y'all. But like, <laughs> if you're not going to be a fan like that, if we're not talking about an artist that moves you in that regard, don't talk about that. Sit down, listen just, to the old shit, yeah, and, and shut and up. Just shut up. Because what's, what's for you is already out there. And that what man, you're doing isn't constructive. At all. And Andre even said himself, there are people, there are, there are artists out there right now doing great. Listen to them. They're doing great. Even, see, niggas like Andre and niggas like Busta Rhymes and a couple other people, they are trying to tell y'all that all this, there's something missing from the hip-hop, there's something missing from music, and y'all are full, that, that y'all are full of shit, and there's plenty, there's plenty of good talent out there um, to reach out to and try and and find and discover and share with other people and find those good playlists and sh- and pass them on. I love those people on on Instagram that just they uh, they're just fans of music and they just put you on to new music. I I don't I don't have any of their names in my head right now, but there are some people that get passed around a lot that they just. This is what I was listening to this week yeah. that you've never heard of that is fucking jamming. That's like I love those people. I follow the anime equivalent of what you're talking about. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I get a lot of that in the algorithm too. But I like and and the people that will he will we want him to fill this void that's missing. That's not on him. The onus is not on him. And the onus is not on him when you have the whole internet available to you on your fucking phone. Here's why I push back on that. From Buster Rhymes to Dre, even if that's how you felt, go find the songs where they put out a feature. Go find the little nuggets they drop for niggas just like you who gotta have something to, to snack on. Cause like I know, know you need something to snack correct. on. Correct. I know, and I know how they feel about Kanye, but that's that life of the party shit he did. I'm fine if he never puts out anything else the fuck again. He blazed that shit. That shit, it was, it, life of the party didn't end up on Donda. I don't know if you heard it, but okay. So it was, a, it, I think it was meant to be on Donda maybe. And like, I don't know, Andre didn't want it out there. I don't know what happened, but it got out. Okay. He crashed his shit. I believe Kanye has the capability and the ability to make coherent music, but I just, he just doesn't want to. I I just haven't I haven't really paid attention to anything Kanye since my Dark Twisted Fantasy. That's fair. Life of Pablo was cool. Um, that, that was kind of where the line was drawn for me. FML and Hands Held High. That, that, those are the only two yeah. songs off of that that I just really rock with. I like Waves, but now that I, it, it's hard to listen to now that I've heard what Chance, Chance had to meant, say about that. What Chance meant to be Waves. Yeah. That shit was crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, for me, and if you're, at, if you're wondering, patrons, if I'm ever going to do a listening party for the Andre flute music, the answer is no. I'm not putting, because I know Randall doesn't want to do that. I'm not putting him through that. Oh, man. Um, it, it, but it was jamming. I, like, like it's, it's, it's ambient music. It, it's, 
It that, can be a music. That's the kind of idea where I wish Lizzo didn't ever get in trouble because I'd love to just see a feature of they flutes. They don't give a fuck. Lizzo, Lizzo's fine. Just they, a feature they don't of, care. Just a feature of flutes. I'm telling you, man. Just that, get all the flyest flutists, flautists you can and just crash it. Just do like a, just be like the DJ Khaled <laughs> flutes. I'm here for it, man. Um, what else we got? Oh, boy. Well, let's see. Do I want to get into that? Give no, me no, no. give me the flute version of Nuck If You Buck. <laughs> the flute version of Nuck If You Buck. And then record the first club fight that takes place to that ambient-ass <laughs> music. It'll be like that Rick and Morty episode where he decimates the Panda Express to the taxi music. Yes. I'm here for that. That's hilarious. <laughs> y'all, are, y'all are out of control. That's oh, hilarious. Um, We have... Let's see. No, I don't want to get into that yet. Uh, oh, I did add this. So, and this won't take long. I don't want to spend too much time on this. Keith Lee is coming to Houston. Yay. After Thanksgiving, I believe he said he's coming to Houston. He heard um, the podcast. He must have heard the podcast. And I, I just want to say, there are a lot of people, because there are a lot of people on social media, it's like, man, y'all better be on y'all P's and Q's. Y'all better be. I hope don't none of y'all get on y'all P's and Q's. I want, uh, what happened in Atlanta, where he just, where Atlanta was just bedlam and fire and brimstone after he left, and you niggas, and you, and you black business uh, bougie niggas were just mad. I want that here. I want the chaos. I <laughs> See, this is Oz's real point. He just wants to thrive in the chaos as everything the, burns. I well, no. In this case, in the context of this, I want the chaos. I want Keith Lee. The way the Joker did Gotham in the Dark Knight. I want that. I want that because that's what you niggas deserve. Here's the thing, y'all. See, y'all aren't on social media hard like that, so y'all don't. So y'all don't know how the better business niggas talk, but and I am not in this group, and thank God I'm not in this group because I I would be reviled, and this podcast would be public enemy number one. But there is a Houston black business group where they they talk so flagrant, and they be getting their ass set on fire. I want Keith Lee. To come here, just the whole the way the whole second half of the Dark Knight went. I want that. I want that. Oh, the Turkey Leg Hut niggas. The did I talk about the Turkey Leg Hut? You did last week. Okay, I talked about the Turkey Leg Hut. I mean, here's the thing: if he hits any of our top ten restaurants, he'll get that. I've been in restaurants where you can't even order if you're on the phone. All you niggas with the green wall. All you green wall niggas, I want that. I want the green wall on fire. I want him taking selfies with his sister and his mother and his wife with the green wall on fire. Don't don't do coke in the bathroom. I want all that shit on fire. I want him to leave no crumbs here. And I know that's and and don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to characterize Keith Lee as a bad person. He is not. And Keith Lee has handled the situation with Atlanta um, with a lot of class and a lot of dignity, and he is definitely a godly, and he is certainly a godly person that is okay in my book. But 
in terms of y'all's reaction to him. I want y'all to die mad. I do. I truly, truly do. I I really want y'all to get a taste of your own fucking medicine. I want that. I and that that's how I that I'm I'm getting to a point where classism and the way we embrace capitalism sometimes is just me shouting at the rain and being met as if I am insane. And it's getting me to a point of mis, uh, 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 almost being, not. I'm not a misanthrope, but it's getting me to a point where I am ready to just say fuck it and let y'all get what y'all deserve instead of y'all tightening up. Don't tighten up. Don't ever, as a matter of, don't ever tighten up. You can't really call yourself a misanthrope unless you have YouTube videos saved about how to build a proper 10 by 10. <laughs> God damn. Um, so yeah, Keith don't, Lee, don't do nine by nine. I don't, ha- and I don't have any recommendations for him to come to, 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 for him to go to, except maybe Turkey leg hut. And I wouldn't advise that. Um, just I, burn it all, burn it all. I want to watch the world burn. Go I to do. the breakfast club. Ooh. Ooh. I would, I would love to just see how he'd handle that line. <laughs> What's wrong with the line? Seen the Breakfast Club line? Yeah, I've been in it. Yeah, no. It, there's everything wrong with that line. Yeah, man. It's too hot to be in that line. Houston weather changes on the hour. You can be in that line on the hour. I don't want to experience all four seasons while waiting for breakfast. Correct. Never. You're starting a jacket. You go down to a t-shirt. You need an umbrella. Then you got to put that jacket back on all before you get your breakfast. No That's why you, you just go when it's summer. It's just hot. And the line still be long. Exactly. So now I got to bring water so I don't have heat stroke oh. in the line to get Why my food. Why do you food? think I've never been to Turkey Leg Hut and am never going? They literally had to have cooling stations for these people. Their their VIP area used to be where the line was. They, had they just tr- said, fuck it. We'll make this a VIP area. I'm pretty sure they just drive by and spritz people randomly. No. I'm not. No, fuck that. It's not random. It's a VIP perk to get spritzed. I, okay. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Okay. Um, that, okay. So we have to talk about Cassie and Diddy. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, have a seat. Even I know this. Let the, let the cat out if you're going to do okay, that. Okay, yeah. Do what you're going to do and then come back. You need to be sitting down. If you haven't heard it yet, you need to be sitting down. Oh, Sean. He, He's 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 going to make sure the cat has not destroyed his whole life. Proof that Sean is not Teflon, man. Uh, we will see. We will see. I I know how that's. I, well, we're going to talk about it, man. I know how that's how this stage of it has ended, but I we will see. I mean, I don't Sean care. is a long run dude. I don't care if I hear his money if I hear his music playing two months from now. Like you still came off that bread. Yeah. We'll 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 get there in a second. I I I want fluent to be present for for this. Um, I'm, holding, I'm holding this one. I got you. Yeah. I if fluent if fluent is the because he must be the only the last person on earth to hear about this. Um. So I want to be looking at his face when he gets when he gets the news. All I know. I'm gonna tell no, you. No. All I know is that whatever happened has been resolved. Okay, so and I don't know what happened. So, um, 
Cassie. Who's uh, it? Um, Diddy's ex. Okay. I mean, she she's also like, well, she was a singer and all that shit a while back, but eventually she just became known for being Diddy's ex. They were together for like 10 years. Okay. Cassie filed a lawsuit, a $30 million lawsuit against Diddy for rape. Trigger warning, sorry. Um, for rape and or sexual assault. Basically, and uh, apparently he was, Diddy was, uh, according to her, extremely abusive over the course of 10 years. And even afterwards, um, uh, I have not read every part of what she filed for the deposition. Some key moments. Um, when she, when, when at one point they broke up and took a little break or broke up and got one of them little got back together joints, she was dating Kid Cudi. He was so inflamed about her dating Kid Cudi, he threatened to blow up Kid Cudi's car. A week later, Kid Cudi's car blew up in the driveway. Oh, shit. Kid Cudi, um, they asked him and he was like, oh yeah, that happened. Definitely. That Wait. absolutely happened. Wait. What? Diddy's insane. That's what it is. Diddy, Diddy is insane. Well, we know this. Like, he, and he's been characterized as very controlling. And at, point, at some point, there was some party where she, it, this is after they broke up, where she, where he came into her home and drunk and drunkenly raped her. And it's not the only, and it, she she pointed out this incident, but it's not the only incident. And there have been, and so, because social media is detectives, they have put together a lot of instances in which it's like, oh, well, that makes sense, or that makes sense. Because Diddy stole Cassie from Ryan Leslie in the first place. Uh, Ryan Leslie was kind of a hot, uh, was kind of a hot up-and-comer at the time. And... Apparently, Diddy took Cassie from her in the first place, and mysteriously, Ryan uh, Ryan Leslie. This is what happened to his career. His hard drive, with years of his work on it, must would like either mysteriously vanished or like was mysteriously corrupted. Some shit where it just up in one day came up missing. Something. If like you're that. creative, back up. Then back up your backup. There, there was no cloud storage when Ryan. No, Leslie no, was no. There. I'm not talking about cloud storage. I'm just saying, just create backups. There's always, always a way to make a backup. Make yeah. a backup to your backup. Make a backup of a backup. And, and that backup to your backup, don't keep it in your house. Put it in someplace else. If you are creative, and there is, and I'm not, I'm just getting on my little rant thing. Sure, sure. Because sure. uh, um, years back, Bean was working on a book, and oh, he had gotten no. to about sixty thousand words in his book. Oh no. Um, Full collection, everything was being stored in that one file. And right when he was getting ready to start shipping that manuscript out to have some people review it, mm-hmm. he stopped at a, um, a Starbucks over in Midtown. Somebody broke into his car and stole his laptop. And he didn't have a backup of it. Shit. Whole thing lost. That's heartbreaking. That's That hurts. Like, And he'd been working on that for like a year. Has he tried to do another one? He, he ended up doing, going a different... Artistic direction after that. There, there are certain moments. Not to derail us from this no, conversation, no, 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 but there, there are certain artistic moments that happen that will really just put a sour taste in your mouth with doing a thing. Mm-hmm. I was and curious, it, and it's not, the, and, yeah. and he's not the first. 
I one of my favorite um comics, uh one of my favorite comic writers, well, he was until he turned out to be a fucking creep. Uh Warren Ellis um was a big deal uh kind of was a big deal writer and he was working on kind of a revamp of an old kind of it was for Marvel but it was kind of one of these side universe okay. alternate universe kind of projects and he got through probably the first volume and the, I have it the first volume it's really good it's called New Universal and it was setting up a lot of shit this is like the rise of superpowers in this universe and he lost the like the hard drive got corrupted or something or he lost or it was stolen. Something happened where the hard drive was just gone and all his notes on what was going to happen going forward uh, were gone. And Warren Ellis isn't the type to where he they, Marvel could hold him his feet to the fire and be like, well, 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 you got to do something. Warren Ellis just wasn't he just wasn't doing that project anymore. If, if all the shit was Damn. gone because he's one of those temperamental writers where he will just rage quit something. Um, unfortunate shout out to John Byrne, um, uh, famous rage quitter for Marvel books. Um, but so, yeah, so he got Ryan Leslie the fuck out of here and he's, he has a long stand. Like apparent, like apparently there was this party where Kendrick Lamar was just sitting entirely too close to Cassie for his liking. And he was drunk and charged up Kendrick about, um, something he said about being the king of New York on his control verse. And Kendrick was like, I, I'm not having this conversation. Please get the fuck out of my face. And um, I believe J. Cole came in to stand up for him and slapped the shit out of Diddy. And this ended in, this ended in, them, uh, in their people throwing hands. And he's he, there are just moments where he now that people are going back and putting the pu- the puzzle pieces together where this nigga is very temperamental about his about who he has on his arm and he's very temperamental in general. And it, and I, it's one of these things that's like the worst kept secret in the industry, and now the chickens are coming home to roost. And a lot of people, and and it's and it's gonna go. It's gonna be one of these things where, like Harvey, because remember when Harvey Weinstein got fucked up, and a lot of people that he worked with, it was very, it was said, but it wasn't said that they totally that they totally knew what the fuck he was doing. Looking at you, yeah. Affleck. I was gonna say there was definitely a, a moment where Ben at where somebody came up to him and said Harvey is harassing me. And he touched me, and I don't like it. And he's got his dick out in the kitchen. And Ben Affleck definitely said, "God damn it again!" What? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I forgot who it was exactly. It was somebody known, but they, but Harvey, Harvey definitely pulled his dick out, or definitely did something close to that that was inappropriate. And they went and told Ben Affleck, and Ben Affleck was like, "Fuck again." And didn't do shit about it. Yeah, no Matt Murdock there. Yeah. <laughs> there he was, was not Daredevil that time. There was no justice that night. <laughs> and and so I think this is going to be one of those things where a lot of, because there's always been a lot of buzz about Diddy being a weirdo. Interesting. And 
I, this is not going to be the last story. And so, and so this, when I swear to you, the news came out that day, this was like Thursday or Friday. I think it was Friday. The news came out and that night, that same night, I don't think 12 hours went by and it was announced that Diddy settled yeah. <laughs> for an undisclosed amount and had her sign an NDA. I was just about to say, I knew that was coming. I, let me tell you something. I don't like, well, no, I don't give, them, I, no, I do like to speculate because I don't give a fuck because uh, come fight me. But look, I them, will say. The NDAs do not. Whatever they, they say that they nigga did. They don't hold the way they think they do. When you, the ink, the ink on the lawsuit wasn't dry. wasn't dry. Whatever they say that nigga did, he did that shit. He did more. And, 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 and that's the thing is what. She know where the bodies are buried. That's yeah, what it is. That's one of them situations where. If you look at the scope of the lawsuit, what they're doing is we're saying, this is what we know we can prove. Correct. You know you did more. We're not going to even judge, Correct. judge you outside of that. That's the same situation with, like, uh, um, um, Trump and the, uh, uh, the, the classified documents and the other things or whatever that was held back. Yeah. They were like, mm, we're not going to charge you for the full set. We're literally only going to charge you for the ones that we feel like are we could bring up and know that, that it's fine to bring out in court. So it's the same situation in terms of, what is presented into a lawsuit is is not going to be the full in, scope. In, in a civil, and this is civil court. Yeah. That's important. To, a lot of people, a lot of you niggas, have proven yourself to not know the difference between civil and criminal law, and civil and criminal court, or what liability looks like between right. civil and criminal. You will you will never see criminal court televised in the same way as civil court. Just think of just think of civil. Just think of criminal court being C span. And civil court being the people's court or Judge That's Judy. Um, also, I, I I usually save to shut the fuck ups until the end of the program. I do uh, on this same note of, of this same case. I do have a special shut the fuck up uh, for multiple people. <laughs> to Paula J. Parker. To Slim Thug. To Rich Dollars and Peter Guns, you are cordially invited to an all-expense-paid trip to shut the fuck up. You know who I want to hear about? And shout out to this lady. There's a lady that follows these big these big criminal court cases. She's a lawyer. Um, she got a lot of she got a lot of uh, notoriety off of following the Tory Lanez case. Shout out to Megan Cuniff. Someone who practices law, someone who has a degree, someone that doesn't strike me as the as Dr. Nick from the fucking Simpsons. <laughs> someone who knows what the fuck they are talking about. You know who I don't want to hear about civil or criminal law from? The nigga with the nigga with 10 kids on love and hip hop. You know who else I don't want to hear about civil or criminal law from? Slim fucking thug. Who ain't who who ain't put out a hit since 2006. Thugger. Worry about your own shit. You know who I don't want to hear from? 
black who I want to hear from dark skinned stripper number one in every movie throughout from 1992 to 2006. I don't want to hear from you people. I your opinion is irrelevant and you don't know what the fuck you're talking about because you just because you took a a a criminal law class at Everest College at three o'clock in the fucking morning online. I don't want to hear from you. I definitely don't want to hear about about anything concerning women from Peter Guns. I don't. I don't. I don't want to hear from the from the nigga who uh, who told his who told his wife to have an abortion while he celebrated the side chick having a baby. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to hear from Rich Dollars who who hasn't even been relevant on who on Love and Hip Hop since two thousand and nine. I don't want to hear from you. You couldn't even control Erica Mena. I don't want to hear what you have to say about Cassie. I don't. I really don't. If ever there were irrelevant opinions, it would definitely be from Peter Guns. I don't want to hear anything from the nigga who wrote Uptown Baby. <laughs> get the fuck out of my face. Actually, get the fuck out of my face. What the fuck are y'all talking about? Slim Thug, what the fuck are you talking about? Can we just officially never hear from niggas in cars again? Did did you learn nothing from Derek Jackson? You see, Derek Jackson they got him out of the paint so hard he had to get out of that car and get a, and, and and get a camera that ain't grainy. <laughs> he had to up he had to upgrade from that iPhone four, get his ass out of the car so people know that that nigga got legs. What the fuck are you niggas talking about? Y'all don't know the difference between civil court and regular court. You niggas don't even know the difference between whole milk and 2% milk. But you you have an opinion about the law? Get the fuck all the way the fuck out of my face. Shut the fuck up. The host of Cheaters got some shit to say. Get the fuck my dick. Can I, can I just say that it's very ironic that he host of that show <laughs> like does he give tips to them after no, they get caught no half the time he throws he ends up throwing hands with the nigga fam this every and every other episode he's on when they get caught they always go i'm sorry are you peter gunn <laughs> exactly. did y'all really get peter guns to come and tell me about cheating <laughs> i swear he did Peter Gunn, let me tell you something. As much as much as this nigga should shut the fuck up, let me let me reiterate that again. As much as he should shut the fuck up about anything going on with Diddy and Cassie, as much as he should, he is the most entertaining cheaters has been since Joey Greco left. He's the most, and I swear to God, he is the most entertaining. This shit. He was explaining to someone um, the 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 footage they had about this dude's girl fucking this nigga and the way he was explaining it cause you know the nigga from the Bronx so we find your bitch Bronx niggas are different so he's explaining it and he's sitting there talking about I mean look here man here she she go she going in the room you know you know here go your man's here banging the bottom out of that ass you know what I'm saying and this nigga got so mad he started throwing hands with him smart (laughs) smart (laughs) 
and, and half the time they'll catch a nigga and the nigga will throw hands with him and then they'll pull him apart. He's like, man, I ain't Joey Greco. This ain't Joey Greco shit here. Man, you're going to have to go get that thing fucking with me. I swear to you, this is the most entertaining shit I've ever heard. Cheaters is, cheaters is top level mess. I love it. They need to, they need to sign this nigga for another, uh, for a five year contract. I swear to God they do. Sign this nigga like they signed Rick and Morty. Just, we got just 10 seasons of this shit. No, not that much. Fuck that. Fuck that. Sign it, sign this nigga long term. I want this nigga. This nigga need to be like Alex Trebek on Jeopardy. Ain't no, ain't no more. Ain't no more without him. I'm just saying, bro. Uh, yeah, shout out I don't to know how Cheaters is still a show that's on TV. It's it's fantastic. How? Oh, because VH1 ain't got shit else to do. Play music videos. We Give know that ain't happening. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck is that? Oh, man. Ah. Only, only the former stripper rappers are making videos right now. So, and, so I missed this. Uh, and so shifting gears just a little bit before we take a break. Uh, I missed this on air, but um, I, I just think it's a funny little news tidbit. Joe Button got jumped in the strip club. <laughs> by the strippers or somebody else? Joe Button got jumped by some niggas um, that were looking for him in the strip club because Joe Button basically lives in the strip club, which to me, Lightsley, I'm 40. That means Joe Button got to be like 43 or 44. You should not be 44 in the strip club. Yes, you should. They have amazing chicken wings. Sir. They do. This is Houston. Um, amazing chicken wings. Go to Big City Wings. I, fuck that. I'm telling you. <laughs> At least two out of the five top strip clubs in Houston have the best chicken wings. There's so many good places for wings. I'm not going to Gold Diggers. Uh, nah, don't go to Gold Diggers. No, no. Don't go to Gold Diggers. <laughs> 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 Sir, what do you want? Salmonella? <laughs> I'm just saying. It's not a eugenics commercial. Yeah. It's not no, your Joe, strip club. No, Joe Budden was talking mad shit about Tax Stone, who is in prison. Uh, he was an early, early on podcaster of that generation. But he is in prison because he may or may not have shot Troy Ave. But um, uh, he was talking mad shit about him and told him to told him to shut the fuck up and he ought to be thinking more about jail and suck my dick. And Tax definitely called some niggas uh, to find him and piece him up. Um, status strip club. I, I just, I, I, I submit. I, you should not be rich and fo- in your forties in the strip club. You disagree. Should not. Disagree. And that was the wrong takeaway from that story. The right <laughs> no, takeaway. I highly disagree. The right takeaway from that story was: do not talk about people convicted of murder. Also correct. That was the also right correct. takeaway. Also it, correct. It, people have way too much access from prison into the real world, so you just. I just, I just, the fact that niggas are just actively pulling up on Joe Budden these days is hilarious. That's to hilarious. Is hilarious. But if you are rich and you are not married, I mean, if you're rich and, and that's your thing, I don't care. But if you're rich, you have the money to waste. A strip club is exactly just, where you should be. I've just never It is been, not a waste, it is an investment. It's a waste. It's it is an investment. It's I a know. waste. I'm not paying. I, I maybe because I've never been a proponent of the strip club. I'm not paying someone to not fuck to get me horny and not fuck me. I mean, well, that's where, where I'm not. We go. I'm not. I'm so not I, paying for pussy either way. But I'm definitely not paying paying somebody to get me riled up and we not fucking. Well, I am a proponent for good conversation. Uh, what? I am a proponent for capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> 
Take my money. Where that quality conversation goes, that's what I'm a proponent of. You find it the kind of nigga go to the strip club and get and get a strip and give Charmaine secret Santa gifts and shit. I mean, I've, here's I've, a little stocking stuffer for you. And in, in, in yeah. my past, I've dated three strippers. So I mean, I, hey, there are people I got you. Too. I got you a. I, you know, I got you a blend jet. Actually, I was good for buying quality fishnets and nice boots. Thank you. You're all welcome. On that note, it is definitely time to take a break. <laughs> We'll oh, back. now we take a break. We will be back with more foolishness, more fuckery, sober conversation, surprisingly sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. Nope, that is not the one. I, I was going to do it once today. We are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And it is a lovely Sunday evening. Uh, how's everybody feeling? Feeling good? Feeling good? Open that there window. Uh, open that there window. Ah. Can't open the uh, can't open the window. There we go. Good job. Good job, team. Uh, lovely Sunday evening. It is time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Oh boy. Uh, the house ain't shit, boy. House Dem- now House Democrats is on this shit. So Congress is there. Uh, so they're looking to censure. Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib, um, because she expressed uh, some uh, pro-Palestinian um, sentiments from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, something to that effect. Uh, it's a saying that they say. And, of course, the full force of uh, the Beltway is trying to put their foot on her neck um, as trying to characterize her as pro-Hamas, as pro-Israel, or, or as anti-Semitic. And I got to say, I'm it, 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 it's nasty. Because, I like, the whole government... And we talk about things, and we talked about this a little bit on Patreon, that there are things that the government is doing, that it really the West as a whole is doing, that we're warned against in some of our greatest sci-fi novels. And this this notion of propaganda and... It's one thing in the books because it's 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 a weird dichotomy because in the books the people are seen as believing it. Are seen as believing it and then there's the turn where their eyes are opened and they realize the things that they have been told by those above them are not so. Oh no no that doesn't happen in real life. And that does not happen in real life. 
it's crazy seeing it play out because the reality is, yes, it wouldn't happen in real life, but it, watching it happen in real time when you know what it is, because, and I've not hate watched anything in years. I, I hate watched Smallville from pretty much season two on to the end. And I should not have done that. And I, I said to myself, I would never hate watch a thing again. I have recently been hate watching like the second half of each episode of Bill Maher since he came back because it's just, it's fascinating to me how it's not, I can't even call it strong and wrong on the pro-Israel thing. I can't even, they're not, the way they're doing it is not, and it's, it's mirroring what the government is doing. It's not, I can't even call it strong and wrong. Because it, it's just, it's an effortless, well, yeah, they're the, well, well, yeah, they're the enemy. And yeah, it's, it's all the liberals and all the young college kids are pro-Hamas. And no one has said that. No one. No one is championing Hamas. No one. There is demonstrated evidence. There is demonstrated footage and sentiments coming from the people experiencing this thing. And I notice on the show they never they never name the Palestinians. They only talk about Hamas. Yeah. And it's crazy to me how there are people that know and are just I can't even say they're being talked they're being talked over around or something to where it they just pretend like those people aren't there and the people that get loud about it are shouted down as upstart people or anti-semites and I've in my day I've really never seen anything like it I know there was a time when Michael Jackson was accused of anti-Semitism and nobody really knew what the fuck he was, what the fuck those people were talking about. Uh, Cause he used a certain word on the history album. And I just marvel at this. And the fact that there are lawmakers who see and other lawmakers who are just like, like Westworld robots <laughs> that doesn't look like anything to me, Jim. I mean, it's it's just wild watching it. I know I shouldn't be surprised. It's just wild watching the bullshit. Yeah, you're you're talking about the government that houses the voices of people who say shit like Jewish space lasers. Well, that too, and and again, I should not be even even not even on a federal level, even on a state level. Chicago had a black site. Chicago had Chicago was detaining people and putting them in a black site. Why does Chicago, why does a local law enforcement have a black site like they're the dude from Sicario? You know why. I know why, of course, but you it's still like that's psycho- I just that's psychotic. You think there's not one in Texas? No. All the first of all, land. First of all, let me let me explain something to you. Texas is a black site. <laughs> I don't think we necessarily are the black site. I don't, I don't think we've moved. Like they're bringing them to Texas. I'm certain of it. I'm certain of it. I'm, I'm just bullshitting. But like, 
Texas is a black site. Huntsville, maybe. Like, this is like, like Texas, where they make white people. Like where the like where the cash crop of America is white people and and large and large overfed white people who play football white people like I don't know man like all like like they like they make Billy Bob from Varsity Blues here it, it just it just makes me wonder if that's why we have so many tigers in captivity here like there's like a moat of tigers around like. That's not how that works. Black site? No, that's that's. Not, I promise they don't guard well, the black sites with tigers. I'm just saying, man. I mean, the we can't rule it out. Easy food. For we can rule that out. Easy food, man. You try to <laughs> escape, you fall into a moat, and it's like hungry tigers down there. Rawr. I'm just saying, if Siegfried, if, if Siegfried and Roy can catch it, anybody can catch it. I'm just saying. And they love that tiger. Just saying. Even after that tiger fucked that nigga up, they said, don't harm the tiger. And he still fucked them up. If if Siegfried and Roy, a uh, friend to tigers, can get fucked up, certainly uh, detainees can get fucked up. They didn't get rid of Guantanamo. They just moved it. What's the shit you spraying me with? Why does it smell fishy? Shut that's, up and go play. That's why we have our own power grid. So there's so there's so originally they came up with this so there's a nice even flow so when they so when they torture people with electricity we just think it's a rolling blackout we just think it's a rolling blackout correct it's correct I'm I'm just just you believe the moment we spin off into conspiracy theories I'm gonna keep that podcast tight <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely going behind the paywall <laughs> um. Yeah, I just, but I'm just, I'm, I'm disgusted. I am. I it just, and it, it, it's just, it's an effortless snow job. It's an effortless snow job. It, when, when Bill Maher is doing it, holy shit! And he, and I've noticed he brings on ain't shit people that are that are either going to not challenge him or have crazier shit to say. I've never seen the amount of lunatics he's had on his podcast. Uh, he's had on his show this season. And I've watched past seasons. He has never had this amount of psychos on it. Ted Cruz, fucking uh, Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson is enough to tell me that he is that he has become what he hates. That he has become the monster. No one should have Jordan Peterson on their on their program. Crying, crying about men have feelings too, and they do. But you don't want you don't want it the way Jordan Peterson tells it. Um, send your racist stories, send your racist, send your real life racist encounters along with your listener letters, questions for myself, uh, euphonic, um, fluent. Anybody here on this podcast, please send those to opinionswhileblack at gmail dot com, or log on to opinionswhileblack dot com where you can find out more about Houston's most savage podcast, ways to listen to us. Um, uh, ways to become a patron and get merch. I like merch. Please I love be- when you guys ask questions. Please become a patron. Do become a patron. We can use that. We need that. Um, where was I? I like questions too. Yeah, questions. Uh, we'll be back with uh your listener letters, top three STFUs. Y'all know what to do. Y'all know what this is. I shouldn't have to explain it to you. This is Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. 
the Chris Ball Shit the Finals. We are back. We are black. We are opinionated and nonviolent, unlike Draymond Green. What the fuck? I, I, and I'm not going to spend any real time talking about it, but that was psychotic. And, <laughs> and for those of you that were not a part, that, that did not catch that game. So Draymond Green, no, no, it, was, it didn't start off no, with Draymond No, it started Green. with Clay trying to box out, uh, what's his name? Or basically trying to box out someone on the Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he did, he grabbed onto the jersey. So then when they started running, the dude got mad, grabbed back on Clay's jersey. And they were about so they, to throw hands. Yeah, so they literally spinning each other around, and in the process of spinning each other around half court, Rudy Gobert yes. tries to grab Clay Thompson and pull him off, and he grabs him by the neck. Draymond said, no, let me show you how you grab somebody by the neck. <laughs> and, and boy and proceeded it, to lock this man up. And it turned bring into the refs. Bring ass down to a and it fucking turned, midget. And it turned into the refs, the coaches, the other players on either team just trying to pull Draymond Green off of Rudy Gobert. I love it. I love it that he's this generation's Carl Malone. I love it. I was gonna say he is Draymond no, Green has Carl Malone told him he need to chill out. <laughs> it was, right? They did a sketch on Saturday Night Live last night where Draymond came in and they, uh, Michael Che was asking him about the game. He was like, "Why were you so rough? What do you mean? I was trying to kill him and I let him go. I showed restraint." <laughs> Draymond Green is. He, I've said this before. Draymond Green is insane. That nigga plays basketball the way you would think Umbaku would in Black Panther. It's challenge day. Yeah, that's that nigga. Like, Draymond Green is out of his fucking mind. He comes from a very long legacy of don't give a fuck ass niggas. He really Matt Barnes, um, Carl Malone, Charles Barkley, the the 90-something Pistons. Ron Artest. Ron Artest. That nigga's insane. And that nigga's it, that nigga's insane with a podcast. That's what fucks me up. So he like, needs a hug, basically. very much so. Oh, he he hugged Gobert tight. No, no I'm not talking it was about a deep a, hug. I'm not and nobody about a kangaroo hug. And see, and, and nobody really said anything about it because people there are people that still don't fuck with Rudy Gobert a long way uh, because that nigga um, that nigga was a dumbass during the pandemic. You never want to be the guy that's getting choked out. That people see getting choked out, <laughs> and they under their they breath go good. I was gonna say that don't necessarily cheer for you, but also but they don't, don't give help. A fuck. Yeah, they don't help. Like I can honestly say, have you? Can you recall the last time you've seen a fight? Because I can clear as day recall yes. the last time I've seen a fight. Yes, where a dude clearly needed help. He was not in that fight alone, and his help did not come. Oh no! Yeah, and it was it was like. It was like he was the unifier between the people he was fighting and his own group. You don't ever want to be that person, you know? That's unfortunate. I, I did see a lot of people shake their head and, and move along back in college when our homeboy beat up a bunch of Kappas. 
Was that was that the the Fresh Prince throwing people out like Jeffrey Day? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> that was exactly what that was. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so, uh, yeah, he, time for he had to like reach out to YouTube to get those videos taken down. What? Yeah. Yeah, that happened. I remember like, that. It took him years. Yeah. Fighting with YouTube to have them take that shit down. Him and some other niggas, yeah. him and some other big niggas we know got, Literally. got jumped by some Kappas that were like club promoters because they, they ran up on because they wanted their because they wanted their money for doing security. Just flying in the frame. And, ah. and the Kappas really just thought they could Don't. talk to him any kind of way. Come and on, it, it, they ended up fighting on campus. And I remember this because they came up to the students and we were all sitting there playing cards. They say, hey, man, they jumping your boy. And we all ran down there, and it was just niggas laid out for miles. And they were gone. The people we were supposed to help were already gone. Just the people they fucked up. And it was just a trail of knocked out ass niggas. And I was like, help who? <laughs> like, like putties. <laughs> and at you the could end just, of a battle. And you could, <laughs> Not putties, like, like putties, this is the Power bro. Rangers, yes, bro. bro. <laughs> and like you could putties. just see the trail of knocked out niggas going off campus up the street. Andre 3000 is the Green Ranger. I guess maybe. Man. I just yeah. remember. I just remember getting a with phone the flu. call. <laughs> with the flu, getting fucked up. We're like, all right. So I start running, and then when I get there, I see this man and a couple other friends looking down from another area. I was like, "What's up?" And they were like, "What's up?" And it was just niggas. It was just just, nigg- just niggas out, laid out, and the police trying to <laughs> trying to ask people what happened. And it's a whole lot of campus police with a whole lot of niggas going. We didn't see shit. Yeah, that happened. You, we were there. Because once you get, once someone wakes you up and you realize that all 18 of your other friends got knocked out too, <laughs> you're not going to say three niggas knocked all of us out. Correct. It, it, yeah, I don't know. It was happened. 10 big niggas. It was 10 <laughs> big niggas. They were not students here, sir, that assaulted us. I think they were gang members. Uh. Shout out to you three, man. The oh, original yeah. Beetleborgs. <laughs> <laughs> Not VR troopers in this motherfucker. <laughs> um, time for listener letters. Um, uh, we actually well, we got some, we got some good engagement this week. Um, let's see. Uh, Miss Conjure Bay wants to know why do you think so many in the black community have an issue with victims of powerful men being financially compensated? Ooh, historical trauma. So, a uh, couple of reasons. Run that question again. Why do you think so many in the black community uh, have an issue with victims of powerful men being financially compensated? They're talking about Cassie. Okay. We actually just had this conversation last night. And here's the, there's a couple of things to note. And this is why I told Slim Thug and whoever else and Peter Guns and all, and all them uh, Z-list ass niggas to shut the fuck up. Because they all were like, well, one, why didn't she come out? Why didn't she come out and say this then? And two, why is she suing and not and not taking this to a criminal case? Um, niggas with a sixth grade reading level uh, do not understand. And why do I think people get mad about it? Is because one, I think we have to read, and, and I, it rolls back around to how Puff is viewed and how he's gotten away with shit like this for so long. I think we have to re it's because we have to reevaluate how we view success and how we view successful people. Everybody that ever, because everybody that ever got money didn't get it the right way. 
Everybody that ever got money ain't necessarily smarter than you. Um, everybody that ever got money ain't necessarily better than you. Um, we, we have to acknowledge how much luck and nepotism factor into success at any given point. Um, but we hail those people because at the end of the day, a lot of niggas just shrug and go, well, he doing better than me. So he must be doing something right, which is also not necessarily the case. So we, and also there is a history that has to be un, that has to be discussed of people that meant well, people that were in a place of influence of black people, you definitely black men that were in a place of influence that were conspired upon to be brought down. This has happened. Now, having said that, we we conflate these things too often because yes, Fred Hampton had an FBI file. There are niggas of means out here that I am convinced have an FBI file. Let me tell you something. Uh, If Puff has an FBI file, it's because he did whatever they said he did. Fred Hampton, very different. And we have to stop, and and we talked about this with the Jonathan Majors thing, we have to stop conflating these things as if every black man that ever was accused of doing something wrong is Emmett Till or or is Chairman Fred. Because if we're looking for people to be leaders, and that's what it is, and that's another factor of it, an absence of leadership in the way that we had Chairman Fred, I can guarantee you Sean Combs ain't it. I mean, but he's a billionaire. I actually want to take it from the approach of the victim in that we, the masses, have to stop confusing someone raising a hand with someone trying to virtue signal, right? Like right. there, I don't think any of this was her trying to be a martyr or a pioneer or any of that shit. I very much think this is someone that was like, I'm kind of tired of this shit. And uh, if I can't take down the patriarchy, the patriarchy can definitely line my pockets. Correct. And I got no problem with Robin Hooding a nigga that owes you for your time and your, your suffering. You know what I'm saying? Correct. And, and the other and, and the other half of that is you have to understand how civil versus criminal court works. Criminal court isn't always in the hands of the victim. Nope. A lot of times when we hear about these cases, what they don't tell you is that the state is prosecuting those people. This wasn't I'm I'm taking because um what it as expensive as it is to take someone to criminal court in this manner the average regular regular victim of some shit ain't just running out to do that on their own. The state usually like it's like like that girl. It's not that girl and uh, uh, with uh, Jonathan Majors uh, got into it with the the DA is trying to prosecute Jonathan Majors, and oftentimes civil court is available to the the common person. When they can't, when they can't get something done in criminal court, or when it's too costly to get something done in criminal court, aka 
OJ losing all his shit in civil court after he got away with it in the criminal investigation. Correct. And sometimes sometimes civil court is all you can do. And, and, and sometimes your lawyer will advise you that civil court is almost a dress rehearsal to what we think we can get done should we get be able to take this to criminal court. Also, I don't also I, I think the other thing that people have people assume that when someone gets gets a bunch of money, it's because it, it it's because they were just trying to get paid. When they get paid, but you have to understand the other side of that. When someone pays a bunch of money for you to go away, it's usually because they fucking did it. Here's how you know. And this is something that we were talking about off air. Here's how you know, without a doubt, that he did something foul. The ink on the documents wasn't even dry. Taking him to court wasn't even fucking dry before he said settle. How much? Double it and then give her a bonus for her silence. Like... The same nigga that don't want to pay niggas that didn't want to pay niggas their publishing for twenty years, quick suddenly gives this suddenly gives this girl whatever the fuck she asked for times two and then some. Yeah, man, y'all don't think some shit is up. So, like to which I say, then when we start talking about stuff like this, if we can't collectively just start looking at things big picture before we ask the granular questions, I'm gonna stop talking about them. That, I'm kind of with you on that, man. That that one was like the moment that I'm telling you the moment last night we were talking about that game with the fellas and and that came up I was, like, old oh, boy nah. was like oh man yeah that, that that turnaround was way Wrap, too quick yeah that wrapped that did. gavel up B wrapped that up <laughs> whatever they say that nigga did that nigga did that yeah. shit um but yeah I and and they, they had then they made a statement this morning I think or, le- or last night um you know we just wanted a quick resolution I bet you did um. Um, um, paying off, uh, 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 reaching a settlement does not imply his guilt. He still maintains that he's innocent. Cause get for, the fuck out of my for all face. you people that like hang on Diddy's words like that. What are y'all gonna do when there's like a Tom Cruise cut of him talking to a chick crazy? Like, what? Yeah, what the fuck? I'm fucking you so I can make music. Bend over, bitch, right now. <laughs> like, do you still jam? Because J Lo got out of that shit with no pushback. Do you still jam whatever the fuck? She's still spending that nigga money. And why do you need that? Like just I and 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 I think and I think the other thing is that I think niggas push back so hard on this because again, sometimes we unnecessarily see ourselves in these people. Really? I don't. They saw don't. themselves I, for riding with genuine no, down the Miami strip. No, no, what I no, mean is I think they idolize because they think they can, it's the same. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you you saying it, but basically, it's when you say you see someone, right? Or yeah. You see yourself in in these celebrities or these figures and whatnot from the hypothetical arguments that are always brought up. It's like you have some of these people who genuinely want to just have that kind of money, have that kind of access, and they think that they want to do some dumb shit because they see how hard it is for them to, to get regular pussy. So if I had money, there's no way that I would need to force myself on somebody. 
And and it's it's it's, it's a stupid argument. It's a stupid it's argument a really where stupid argument. the other half of that is some of these niggas have done shit in their lifetime that they hope does not come back on them. And they want and they and they want to be and they want to be treated as what they perceive as fair and not oh someone's trying to trying to take a black man down because let's be honest Cassie couldn't win in this situation if she if she had taken if if it had gone to criminal court it would be they're trying to take a black man down and especially because she's like racially ambiguous looking that that that'd be twice the ammo. Dr. Umar will be outside. Uh, Dr. Umar will be outside uh, beating off to lift at every voice and sing and shit. Mm, don't ruin that song for me with that image, man. Uh, Gustavo wants to know, how are you dealing with, with all the news of everything happening in Gaza right now? How do you go on about your day while it's all happening? Asking for someone trying to see in the dark right now. Um, if I may, while you gather your thoughts. Yeah, do that. So... As someone who works on a campus that is predominantly Jewish, um, I got to say that watching so many people walk around like an open wound is really interesting. Um, As I remind students, find something fun for you that is fun and detached from any one thing. So, like, we were talking about what's our emotional support item. Correct. Um, what is that for you? Get lost in that. Um, turn off the news. Mm-hmm. Stay off social media. Correct. Uh, go to a dog park. Look at some animals. Be happy. Uh, go to a park with bread. Cinnamon raisin bread, preferably. And be out there like Matilda. But, like, seriously, do the things that feed your soul in this moment. Because there's nothing wrong with feeding yourself. And that whole incident is definitely just creating a lot of need for better energy. And just do what you need to do for yourself, man. I also would say, in, in, in the, beyond that aspect, but if, if you are compelled to action, then as you do engage with trying to find information, then don't do it in a doom scroll type fashion, but mm, look in right, terms of... Yeah. Ways in which are are there other people who are already organizing things? Are there um, pro Palestinian um, uh, services or things that you can contribute to that are local? Mm. And find what that engagement looks like. If that helps bring some light to knowing what's going on and being able to combat that in your own way, because I think that a lot of times you get this: here's something very tragic that's happening, and I don't know how to stop it personally. Mm. And it's easy to see the privilege of our day-to-day and know that there are people who are literally fighting for their lives and just trying to survive. Yes, sir. You know? I think that, uh, for me, um, it's kind of me coping. Uh, I, I have to find escapes sometimes. That's why comic books... That's part of why comic books are so integral to to my day-to-day life um not every day but yeah that's why comics and books and shit like that and why i read a lot of sci-fi and shit because of because an escape to not even just the possibility of somewhere where things 
either are better or can be better, or there are people with a better capacity to make it better. Um, music. Um, and for me, I have to do those things because I'll find a way to live in that. Like I'm one of those people where unconsciously I'll live in the doom and I don't want that. And I, I, I'm, I'm trying to, I've been working on writing without having to succumb to the darkness because a lot of times I, I felt it felt like I was a better writer in the dark, in the darkness. And I'm trying to find a create, find more creative places that don't require that. So sometimes I have to tune out. That's why I stopped being as political as I used to be. Cause Trump showed up, <laughs> which I wouldn't have lasted a month. So yeah, sometimes escape is necessary if 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 your mind can take that. Some of us live in our mind more than others. And we have who we got here. Arnesy Elizabeth Turner wants to know, oh y'all like this one. Let's talk MAPA. <laughs> how are we feeling about the possible cancellation? And how do you think that'll affect other anime studios that are on that same type of time? Ah, so I didn't, I didn't know Mappa was in trouble. Uh, but I will say I have seen anime studios for whatever reason, rise and fall quickly. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I remember, of course I've talked about with streamline, they, you know, they had a fire and they lost all their negatives and shit like that. Um, there was, what is it called? ADR, AD. Uh, ADP, something like that. Um, that was here in Texas. Yeah, they do a lot of ADR in Texas, in Houston. I remember when, like, the I remember when when I was working at the bookstore and the ADR store closed, and a bunch of people were selling really high priced, hard to find, expensive, sometimes out of print anime box sets and shit. Um. A lot of these anime studios rise and fall, but I got to tell you, when the major, and I don't know how it is in the anime world compared to Hollywood or wherever else, but when the major studios take a dive like this, I always say it's an opening for those, for those young, hungry independents to really get the raw shit out there and really make themselves known. Like when the strike was happening, the first, my first message to creatives was sell your shit, man. Get out here, get out here, make yourself known. There are people that are big deals in Hollywood now that would not be big deals in Hollywood had the last writer strike not happened, and they were just starting to take advantage of the internet, of YouTube, of and social media, and all that shit wasn't what it is now, and. You know, there are people that were definitely taking advantage of a dip in mainstream quality and a, or a dip in mainstream output. Um, Issa Rae would not be where she where she is now were it not for her taking advantage of a need in the market. But no, so here's the thing, and this is where I'm going to interject. 
the difference with that is not on coming up with a creative idea, but it's how Issa Rae treats her team. That too, of course. So yes. when you're looking at what's going on with MAPPA, the easiest Hollywood equivalent is to compare that to the special effects studios, specifically oh. those that are highly contracted by ones like Disney, where you they're have, being for rushed. example, mm-hmm. they're not just being rushed, but they're overloaded. They're overworked. So based off of the heavy schedules, right, you have uh, what's going on with MAPPA is MAPPA picks up not just some of the most desired of the shonen type anime mm. it's the fact that mappa's animation style combined with that kind of like helps elevate that hype and so now in order to keep that going and they want to own or that that segment that concept of visual high level appeal sure sure they're grabbing more work before they're even letting the animators finish a project. So like I was saying earlier, remember that I said like a couple weeks ago, the director for Jujutsu Kaisen was like, yo, the quality is going to drop leading into the final five episodes. I'm sorry. That's just what it is. And now we're starting to see that even uh, this week, apparently some of the animators were like, yo, we need a break. We are tired. We can't keep going at this rate. And the studio was like, nah, y'all, we, we're not taking a week off. We already got contracts signed. Y'all got to finish this out. And mm. there is a rumor that they may not even finish the season two finale for JJK. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Because uh, the, the, the animators might just say, you know, you know what? Fuck it. So when I'm saying comparing that to what's going on with uh, Hollywood and, and, and with Disney, you have the Marvel situation where Black Panther 2 got pushed up. Mm-hmm. And um, our Quantum Mania uh, ended up having to suffer because of that. The same special effects studios were running both movies, mm-hmm. and they just did not Shit. finish Quantum Mania. That's why, like, when you look at a uh, Modok, and the face just looks like oh, right. say one how the, like how low res it was, and one of things the first like that. Couple of comments that came out were from the VFX crew off that movie. They were saying this would have been a completely different movie had we kept the original three-month timeline we originally had before they moved Black Panther 2 up. But I actually want to take that question from an even different perspective. Uh And you have to keep in mind just how sales influence what happens to a company somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. Like, think of, I would equate it to Icarus reaching for the sun, in which you do a good job, you start, as Flynn would say, soliciting some of the more desired contracts, And then you just keep applying this pressure to be successful because the moment you have, say, back-to-back months or or your quality was okay and they see that dip in sales there, that does put your studio on the burner. Like, you either produce something high quality or get off the fucking pot. So what studios do to even avoid that is they just push through. Oh, well, we're up. We're still up. We haven't had a loss yet. Fuck it. Let's keep going. Triple down. Quadruple yeah. down. Yeah, the, the problem was like Mappa kind of came up as that breakout indie studio. And then they started oh, right. then they started getting a lot of that other um you know, the other like high quality like DPs and that they weren't prepared animators for. and stuff. And well they they had the quality preparation there, but 
The demand. The demand, demand went yeah. up, and they were like, yeah, we can still do that. You don't need a break. You can work on two shows at once. You can work on five shows at once. Well, I definitely hope that they get um, – I can't even say compensated properly. I definitely hope that they that there is some kind of restitution there. Oh, um, mark my words, VFX studios are about to be the next ones going on strike, bro. There's a well, I mean, there's a lot of that going around where there's gonna where there's gonna be some upheavals in a couple of these industries. The video game industry is like that right now. There, people are sensing that there's going to be a recession because these people are overworked. They were talking about they were overworked trying to put out Modern Warfare Three. I. I the gameplay is so beautiful. I, I can see it. I, I and it, well, just in the regard of like the Modern Warfare, there was supposed to be another Call of Duty game in between two Modern Warfare two and Modern Warfare three. That's not possible. There and was an update they every other week, and they couldn't do it. And so they were just well, we have to well, we have to push Modern Warfare three. That's crazy. It was yeah, that's some wild shit. Um. But yeah, I am. I am in, uh, not. It's not everybody's cup of tea, and and but it, it, not everybody's impressed with it. I I like the new campaign. I don't really usually give a fuck about the campaign. Bungie is doing that. They just laid off a bunch of people, and they had to push the new Destiny content back. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's gonna. I mean, it's a recession. It's a no matter what anybody says about. Oh, we're seeing improvement here and there. Regular people are not feeling that shit. It's a recession. It's a recession, and a lot of industries are reflecting that. All, all that to say, them people need to get paid, and what's Correct. happening is a reflection of them people not being compensated the way they need to be paid. Correct. Correct. Um, thank you all for those listener letters. Y'all know what time it is. I've been waiting for this one. It's time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut the fuck up! We're adding to the list. Number three is Ben Zeno. What? what? Haven't seen this nigga in a long time. What? So, so y'all don't y'all don't know this. I know y'all live under a rock. Coyle Ray oh, is Benzino's yes, daughter. I did hear this? Okay, right, go ahead. <laughs> so, one of the one of the new little one of the new young girls, Coyle Ray is Benzino's daughter. They do not have a good relationship, from what I can tell. Uh, but he, you know, he does, he, you know, he is public. He supports her or whatever she's doing, whatever. Um, Busta, Busta Rhymes has kind of taken her under his wing. Uh, he, he's always very supportive of the young people. Um, he, he's always trying to encourage the old heads to mentor these young people. They did a song together recently. And I mean, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a duet. They're it, it's kind of sexy. They're dancing on each other and shit. It's not overly lewd. Um, it's no worse than when he when he was in the joint with Janet Jackson. Whatever. Okay. All right. Benzino was hot about this shit. Mm-hmm. Don't be dancing on my daughter. That's my you know without your shirt on. <laughs> without your shirt on, all that shit. You know, busting the guy back in the gym. He look you know he he trying to get his method man shit going. And Benzino was very threatened by this. Hey, 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 no neck. No neck. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. You don't want to hear it. No father really wants to hear it. But too fucking bad. Your daughter is attractive. 
Your daughter is attractive. Your daughter does not want to fuck Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes Rhymes don't want to fuck your daughter. Busta Rhymes didn't had his fun. He is in his old man bag now. That man trying to that man is grateful to be here and is enjoying his life. And he is trying to pass some and he is trying to pass some of his wisdom and knowledge down to this girl. Just because y'all have a fucked up relationship based off of whatever fuck but based off of whatever that fucked up shit is you did or didn't do, rather, don't try to deflect and be father of the year now. To make up for all the bullshit you make up for whatever bullshit you did um to where she wouldn't fuck with you. Uh the ain't shit niggas do this a lot. The ain't shit niggas try to be, try to be try to be father of the year when it comes to these niggas and don't be father of the year in any other regard. Also, this also just screamed even the headline to me just screamed Benzino wants fucking attention. Put your shirt back on. Grow a neck. And please shut the fuck shut up. The fuck number two. He's really, he really kind of is supposed to be my number one, but number two. This is a special shut the fuck up for Mr. Partisan Fontaine. <laughs> Sir. Oh no. Sir. Come close. Come real close. Get in the huddle. Take a knee. For those of you who don't know, Parson Fontaine was met was was mentioned in a Megan Thee Stallion joint as having uh, as having cheated on her in the bed they sleep in. Quote unquote. Parson Fontaine responded with a whole diss track putting out a lot of potentially unsavory business about this girl that had surgery, about, oh, you you had me fighting some niggas that you had fucked. <sighs> Sir. And I understand the need to capitalize on this because I think deep down you realize what we all realize, that this moment here is the height it is the most we will ever discuss you. This is the most partisan Fontaine's rap career has ever been discussed and probably ever will be discussed. I mean, you nigga, definitely you, said him on the on the podcast three times. Nigga, you don't nigga, I I looked at your discography of singles that stops at 2017 and even for 20 16 to 2018 you don't and i looked at the at at where they place on the chart they all say dot 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 (laughs) no you You don't have two hits to rub together you remember that scene from guardians of the galaxy the first one where my man breaks into the lair and he pulls out the the thing that's housing the power stone, and then Jaiman Hansu rolls up on him with his dudes. I'm you might know me as Star Lord. Who like, exactly? That 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 the face he made is playing in my head like a gif every time he says this man's name. Like I like who are we discussing right now? The most famous you have ever been and will ever be Clearly was when you song. were fucking Megan the Stallion. You and now you are trying to be famous. 
for standing next to the next chick who is also a rapper we don't know or give a fuck about. You are you are only becoming famous for people, women you are fucking. It is the, and it's the most famous you'll ever be. You are the Pete Davidson of hip hop. No, because Pete Davidson's actually funny. Okay, fair enough. You you are literally only famous for being the pectoral muscles that a more famous person is burying their ch- their face in. Are you fucking kidding me? And your response, your response in the rap to someone accusing you of cheating in the bed in the bed that y'all slept together in is well, it wasn't the bed we slept together in. And oh yeah, well Megan's had well Megan has had surgery. Guess what? I don't give a fuck where them titties come from. I want I I want to shoot a nigga for whoever the plastic surgeon was that did it. Whoever did what on Megan the Stallion's body, I want to thank them. They deserve all my love and appreciation. He's like the character Channing Tatum plays in the first Magic Mike. Oh, <laughs> that's cold. I like that. I mean, isn't that the character he plays in everything? Except that one time he was like a Roman soldier or some shit. He's the he's good looking guy number two. He is. I mean, he is. He's our generation. He's the new generation Mark Wahlberg. That's fine. Except with less. Except with less Oscars. Mark Wahlberg got a new movie. Uh we're not. We're not doing that right now. <laughs> um, really. We're not doing that. Did he really? No, 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 no. We're not. We're not deep diving in that. <laughs> we're not deep diving in. No, no, not during the shut the fuck ups. <laughs> Partisan Fontaine, I want you to enjoy. I want you to enjoy the next, the next two minutes, that are the remainder of the fifteen you have been allotted. This is the most famous you will ever be. And you're blowing it. You don't have if if hits were spades partners, you would be playing solitaire. Please shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Has it have we ever gone on a tangent during have we ever talked about someone so myopic that we just started ranting about something completely different during about Shut the people. Fuck Up? <laughs> about other people. Damn. And the next person, and, and the number one person who should shut the fuck up, and I, it's been a long time, and it's been a long time coming. Ladies and gentlemen, the number one person is Michael Rappaport. Really? I um, thought he was also under a rock. I'm, I'm, I'm under a rock because I'm doing the who? Michael Rappaport? The, oh. the white boy from everything? Like the, the higher learning? No. Always, he's always talking on black issues, usually through the lens if of If you hip-hop. saw him, you'd know him. He'd, be in some, he'd always be in some bullshit. I promise. You, you'd know him if you saw him. He's, uh, he's like white guy adjacent to black shit, number three. Correct. Correct. But not Eminem. But no. 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 no right. We can he, actually he give pre- him he, some credit. He, pre- he predates Eminem. Yeah. Um, Michael Rappaport went off on a tangent about um, the conflict in Gaza. Um, and the, the only, the, the main part I push back on is 
because I believe he was chanting pro, uh, he was pro Palestine. So I'm not mad there. The problem was in him trying to get people rallied around Palestine. He raised black people, and he said, "If he said if this were he said the fact that this isn't all over the news." If this were black people, it would be, if this were black Americans, it would be everywhere. Hey, hey, Michael Rappaport, shut the fuck up. It would, you're, you're wrong. It would not be everywhere. It would not. The, it, because everyone responsible for those people, because most of the people responsible for those people's, George Zimmerman is out here somewhere. Not convicted and free. People in Flint, Michigan still do not have water. This is before the pandemic. People have not had water in Flint, Michigan since the last time Partisan Fontaine had a fucking had a, had a fucking single out. I just want Mike to understand that black issues have not been cared about ever in this country. I don't even and, and we and honestly that's going too far in the issue. Stop using black stop using black people and black pain. You have to remember this is this is also a nigga who for a while posted nothing but quote unquote black on black violence in Chicago and shit. Supposedly to shine a light on it. Fam. The, oh my God! I said shine a light, and the light came on. Did you do that, or is that a Siri thing? Okay, okay. It was it was I coincidental. I was already clicking the button as you said it. And I want, and this is the problem with sometimes with the Democrats, and just I want white people to stop raising black using black pain when it's convenient. And I want them to stop trying to evoke emotions from us based on pain that we experience from you. You are a visitor here in our culture. I don't give a fuck how long you've been here. I don't give a fuck what tribe documentary you did. I don't give a... You are a visitor here. And guess what? Don't raise us to evoke support because the first time a black person says some shit you don't like, you're going to, you're going to turn to a fucking Klansman again. I was about to say, didn't we kick him out the barbecue like a couple of years ago? Let me tell you, let me tell you a little something. And this isn't going to be long cause we got, cause I, I want to go take a nap. <laughs> higher learning in higher learning in John Singleton's higher learning. Michael Rappaport plays a Midwestern, a Midwestern white boy that comes to college has one bad experience with black people and turns into a white supremacist for the rest of the movie. This is what we call typecasting. We didn't know it then, but he has been playing this character ever since. Well, maybe. He's down with us when it's convenient. He's not playing. He's well, okay, yeah, right. When he play, he he he's down with us when it's convenient. But the first time, one, the first time a nigga jump out of line, 
you mad. So we, how about you just leave our names out of your mouth all together and we'll be cool from here on. And just shut the fuck shut up. The fuck Honestly. Honestly. And I just, I, fuck Michael Rappaport. For real, for real, for real. Did we do a podcast? I think we did a fucking podcast. I didn't talk about Tasha K because that was a funny because that's a funny story too. Because um, I'm not commenting on Will Smith and who and who you niggas think he's fucking or not fucking. Um, I forget because I don't think that's true. I don't care about that at all. I forget what this little white boy's name is, but he's the one on social media. Like I guarantee you, he has the most retarded lines, one-liners in storytelling ever. He has a bit where he's talking about this whole thing here, and he goes, well, you know, I feel for Will Smith because his husband's always tripping. And then he puts up a photo of Jada, like, fresh off, oh, fresh out no. of the Oscars from the slap. No. Dog. Easily six, seven people around him when that happened, they just fall to rancor, and I, I had to have been one of them because oh, no. that timing – was perfect. That's all I want to say about Will. Uh, I I'm sorry th- about his husband, too. Oh, no. They gonna sue the fuck out of Tasha K. Tasha <laughs> just wants everyone to sue her. That's what she wants. That Cardi could be a goal. Su- Cardi sued her, sued her and won. Will is about to sue her and win. And I, I'll, I'll save it for next week. But R. Kelly is about to sue her. Well, no, we're not going to be here yeah, next no, week. I don't, uh, I don't even want to put that in the universe. I don't ever want him to win. Um... I might talk about it a little on a, like a side Patreon or something. Uh, guys, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. We love all the all the support. Um, all the engagement. All the engagement. I promise you there's going to be, oh, God, you niggas in the story time. That last week's story time. Y'all are hilarious. Um, I got a text message about that. Like the very, <laughs> the very day that cast went up. Someone was like, hey, bro, just want to let you know. What does that even mean? (laughs) And that little story time gets darker. Like that's what's (laughs) fucked up. Um, This is why I can't do story time. We'll be we'll be off for Thanksgiving weekend. You guys from behind the paywall? I won't. uh, We'll be off for story time. uh, Not story time. We'll be off (laughs) from the pod next weekend. uh, uh, Thanksgiving weekend. I know these. You know uh, that's when that's when all the cute cute girls coming to town. I know these niggas got. I know these niggas got uh, holes to fill. It's cool. The um, dude that works for NASA, maybe. I'll be cooking for 80-year-olds. I don't have Thanksgiving plans. We know you don't. We age. didn't say Thanksgiving plans. Well, said I said filling holes. We said filling yeah. holes. Definitely telling on yourself is what that answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that answer did. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't have any plans for the weekend. Uh, yeah, we bet. Baby. <laughs> um... Uh, we'll be so we're gonna take next week off. We'll be back after that. Um, use that time to come up with questions. Use that time wisely because we like the engagement. There's yeah. like 240 Engage. something episodes of this shit. Catch up as much as you want. Tell your tell your relatives at Thanksgiving dinner about us. Find play this your, during Thanksgiving. Dinner. Find your favorite Jason Whitlock episode. Oh God! And play that for your family. One of these days, I'm just make a best of Jason Whitlock compilation. Y'all look crazy. Um. Like I said, we're going to be here. Y'all know how it is. Um, more foolishness, more fuckery. Until then, this has been episode 243 of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. And Euphonic. 
I am the flint one. And as always, forever imparting to titties. Clap, white people.